obviously we're going through some wild, uncharted territory in the world right now. Um, the coronavirus has uh, kind of taken the world by a chokehold, and we are living life pretty much like no one, at least in the millennial generation, has ever witnessed before. Um, for this episode, I got Brian Storm from Rockfeed here with me, and we are going to kind of just lay the scene of what's happening right now in the world that Note to Scene covers, and we're going to then just provide some info on how you can help your favorite bands and, and just kind of understand and encapsulate everything that's going on right now and the economic impact that's happening and just kind of how this affects literally every part of our lives and 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 how these bands are gonna have to find new ways to survive because of everything that's happening around them so the first thing i want to start off with is we learned literally just a couple hours ago that crown the empire's guitarist brandon hoover tested positive for a case of the coronavirus um, he posted a statement on his personal Instagram. I'm just going to read it word for word. He says, well, I tested positive for the coronavirus. I've been told to self-quarantine for 14 days or until further notice. I believe I contracted it through traveling to all these different countries over the past couple of months, but honestly, who the fuck knows? It could have happened anywhere. About a week ago, I started getting a sore throat, congestion, and was more tired than usual. Then all of a sudden, I had severe body aches and a fever of 102 degrees. I was in bed for a couple of days, sleeping in puddles of my own sweat. Honestly, I thought I just had the flu. So I went to the emergency room and got tested for that as well as the coronavirus and got my results back last night, confirming that I have it. Currently, I feel back to normal and most of the symptoms have passed. If anything changes, I'll let you all know. I I advise everyone to keep yourselves informed, stay isolated, drink lots of water, and wash your hands. I love you all. Please be safe out there. It's so wild, Brian, to see this literally just come directly into our world you know at face value because we're reading all these reports about it coming into the celebrity world and there's a lot of it especially in music we haven't really heard that much you know you you have the case of lucian grange who is the ceo of uh universal music group and he uh, has been hospitalized he tested positive um but as far as our you know, our direct world and even the kind of worlds that exist parallel and outside the rock world, the metal world in general, even the pop world, we haven't had many cases. And for this one to come that directly in our world, I mean, that hits pretty fucking close to home. It's, it's, it's very shocking and surreal to see for sure, but this is something that we're going to have to come to expect for the next, uh, period of months as this is going to continue to increase, particularly as they get better access to the testing. You know, the CDC is telling everyone to limit your uh, gatherings of 50 or less. Now they're now recommending earlier today gatherings of 10 or less. And this is not because we should be fearing the end of the world or that we should be sitting home and panicking. This is merely because we want to flatten that curve. We want to get numbers down as low as we can so that we don't overwhelm the the, the medical profession. So I really applaud him for uh, being responsible in his statement and encouraging people to isolate 
much like I encourage that he's doing. I've had an extensive conversation with Brian from I Prevail. He is self-isolating and today got tested for coronavirus after being on tour in Europe as well. So the bands and the musicians out there who have a position of leadership in the community that are using it to make responsible choices and encouraging people to uh, do the right thing and and self-isolate it's um it's very important and if i can get you know personal here for a second mm-hmm. uh, my my dad's 82 years old and so uh if you are isolating you are literally uh directly people like my dad who have a compromised immune system you you are literally taking steps that could legitimately save or prolong his life and and so when i look at this situation i take it very seriously I, you know i like to share the memes that's great but that's not to say that this is not something that that shouldn't be looked at very seriously. It's not a joke, but it's also not to be taken as this is the end of the world. We just need to do what we need to do to get through this, and we will save so many people's lives if we act responsibly, and hopefully we don't end up looking like some of the countries in Europe that have uh, – have had some issues with the, with their healthcare and, and the outbreak over there. We can see how brutal it can be. We've seen it in China. So uh, I, I commend him for being responsible in a statement and, 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 and doing that. Now, I will say this as well. The CDC is recommending people who are not immunocompromised and who are not over the age of, I believe, 60, you can refer to their website, that – you don't necessarily want to overwhelm their testing process while they're initially rolling it out. Right now, and I'm speaking on March 16th at you know the time this is being recorded, they're not recommending everybody who thinks they might have the coronavirus to rush on down there and get tested. You need to make this available and as efficient as possible for people, again, who are of those older populations. Definitely. I think it's really easy, especially for our generation, to read a headline and take it in a wave of anxiety. I think sure. it's I, I think we've seen a lot of that over the last couple of weeks and it's really easy to see that the president putting the country under, you know, like a national emergency and and calling it a pandemic and, and all of those things, you know, those things are, are, are labels that are put in place so they can access more funds, you know, to help other things. I think it's really important to read, stay informed, and not take everything just for face value of what you see on a headline because, I mean, Brian and I are part of the media. We understand what it means to to get a story out there and and run those headlines. And while those headlines are entirely factual, it's important to understand what exactly they mean. Yeah, and you're going to see a lot of different headlines that will say something that may mislead you or... And I'm not saying that's intentional, but you know, you, you may hear something about, oh, there's going to be, um, l- like initially last night, I'll give you an example. When they first came out and said the next eight weeks, uh, gatherings of 50 people or more need to be limited. So I'm I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, businesses everywhere are guaranteed to be shut down for the next eight weeks, and that's not what they meant. You go to the CDC website, you read their clear guidance on it, and, and they're talking about. Things that cause people to travel from other areas, conventions, right. uh, concerts, music festivals, things like that. Not th- And they specifically say we're not talking about schools because if it's contained within a localized community, that's one thing. But if you've got people, you know, thousands and thousands of people driving from three, five hours away to go to a festival, then it it, it can be a bit more challenging. And, and that's going to be really unfortunate and and 
really troubling for the people in the music community. You know, my household is going to be directly affected by this. Uh, I know so many different people who are going to be economically impacted by this uh, mm-hmm. as people are put out of work. They're put out of work without pay. Um, and and even still, this is the right thing as a human being to do for those of us who are vulnerable and don't have the immune systems that we are, many of us are very blessed to have as young people. Absolutely. And you take one look at someone like Live Nation's stock and how it's just absolutely plummeted over the last week or so. And yes. and it's easy to, you know, given all the, the recent ticket kind of kerfuffles that they've created to uh, to look at that in a bit of a, a bright light, but it, it really negatively affects so many, you know, not only musicians, but the people behind the tours and management companies and labels, and it, it, it affects the entire entertainment industry, the entire world. And uh, there's going to be a lot of economic uh, uncertainty for the near future, for sure. But just to kind of run through uh, uh, just a brief list, because there's been so many, but, you know, emo-y rock bands who have postponed or canceled tours or just shows in general, just a couple to name off, uh, My Chemical Romance, Dance Gavin Dance, Set It Off, Anti-Flag, After the Burial, Pup, Trivium, Green Day, you name it genre to genre whatever sub you're you're a fan of it's it's very likely that if your band was active in a live space in some capacity that they have been forced to to postpone it or or even cancel it and um this is so disruptive to so many bands because in our world especially you know the rock world in general it relies on the live music space more than anything i talk about it on the show all the time rock bands just cannot stream for whatever reason they don't generate the revenue that hip-hop and pop acts do from streaming and they rely on the live space for i would say a good portion if not the majority of their income so to have that taken away from them that is a massive massive hit to those bands and now we're kind of getting into the fray of the summer festival lineup and we don't know how long any of this is going to last but a lot of people have been asking and voicing concerns in our world about the danny wimmer festivals and the first one that comes up is epicenter and they posted a statement an hour ago which i'll just read it says we know you're anxious for an update regarding the status of our may festivals epicenter welcome to rockville and sonic temple information is changing incredibly fast and we are addressing the situation very carefully with health professionals and government officials as soon as we have a definitive direction we'll be in touch and we'll be making an announcement here thank you for your patience in these uncertain times stay tuned and stay safe team dwp obviously no one wants to cancel anything everyone here Not them that, especially right exactly i mean it, it this is literally their entire year and the the reason for danny wimmer's existence being taken away the effect that this is going to have on on literally every aspect of our world and also beyond is definitely unprecedented we've never seen anything like this so you know looking at the danny danny wimmer uh, presents festivals like epicenter which you know tentatively i'm scheduled to go to you know they say they're assessing the situation very carefully and i know for sure they are doing that they they this the reason they're special is that they they care so much about their fans they really do give a shit and they want to put on the best shows possible my heart goes out to them and everyone there who 
are going to have to make some tough decisions coming up in the next uh, few days and weeks ahead. Like you said, this is their entire year, and you've got a lot of bands out there that are also hoping that they can play. Uh, but the but the likelihood of that festival going on, I think, is uh, is is it's going to be a challenge for them when you have the CDC coming out and saying for the right. next eight weeks. Uh, you know what 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 are eight weeks from now? Are we looking at like May? I mean, you're looking sixth, seventh, or something. Yeah, right uh, around that, time. that second week Maybe of the May. Maybe the Yeah, they're limiting fifty or less, and and now they've gone into they've gone in, down to say ten, and right, so we're seeing today. them being more and more you know updating their language from the CDC these recommended guidelines, and ultimately those are not you know we're not we're not living in the military standing on every corner shutting everything down but they are giving those guidelines and the local governments like in north carolina are going to see that and they're going to take that very seriously ultimately i think that you know in in my guess is that at this point i'm i don't think that this may go on now but i will say this i believe his name is danny hayes he's the ceo of Danny Wimmer Presents, Mm -hmm. and he has a Facebook page where he's been encouraging people Mm. to share the following message, and and I'll pull this up really quick. He's been asking people to share this, and it's specifically about the core values of Danny Wimmer Presents, and so anybody who is having uh, doubts about whether or not you're gonna get a refund, you know, we've heard some really crazy stuff from what's going on at South by Southwest, but this is what this is directly from the CEO, and he's asked people to share this. He says, "Here's what I can promise: DWP will not, of its own volition, cancel a festival. It will require an order from an empowered elected official or gov- governing body. Two, if a DWP festival does get canceled, we will, in all caps, absolutely and unequivocally offer refunds on all tickets. Three, we will do our best to reschedule the affected festival. And four, we won't go down without a fight. Obviously, they are very." very committed to trying to put on a show and trying to put it on in a responsible way. But you can bet your ass that if you're wondering whether or not you should get tickets, uh, it's a safe bet. These are, these companies are insured. Don't know what happened with South by Southwest, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, Danny Wimmer presents right. is a different ball game. And, and to be perfectly honest, honest with you, I think that they are actually a bigger company than just that one localized festival uh-huh. at, uh, South by Southwest. This is going to be wild to see how the rest of the year turns out. If we are good to go by the first or second week of May, then it, it, we've kind of lost basically a month and a half out of the year and a lot sure. of shit is going to get push back and i mean you you look at coachella was kind of the first big mover in announcing what was going to happen you know like yeah. they said this is canceled we are moving it to october here's when it's going to happen um obviously at this point we literally don't know what anything of the future holds if we'll still be like this in october or if anything everything goes back to normal you know once this eight weeks kind of loose period that they've set for for the future is up but a lot of bands are trying to figure out ways to survive during this time. And I do want to, you know, I, I've talked so much shit about Code Orange over the years. And um, they released a new album this past Friday. And they really, really got screwed with all of this. Um, they were supposed to play an album release show. They had about 24 hours to put something together because that was when they were informed that, you know, the 
they weren't going to be allowed to have people inside the venue and all of this stuff was just happening in real time so quickly. And they literally had about 24 hours and they put together this production where they played in the venue to no audience. They live streamed it on Twitch and they, they had at, at peak, they had 13,000 people watching them, which I don't think they've ever played to that many people ever. Uh, inside of a venue before, or even maybe even at, at a festival at, at any given moment. So to see that in and of itself was was crazy and really cool. But also what they did with the production of the show was fantastic. They, you know, it wasn't just shots of them performing live to an, an empty audience, to an empty venue. They added all these effects, and the effects tie really tightly into their new album. It's called Underneath. And... Basically, the way I would describe all of Code Orange's aesthetic and sound is like if the Matrix and the X-Files had a metal baby. This album and this sound and the, the way that they're presenting themselves now is very like industrialized 90s metal and they've progressed a lot as a band but the the way that they turn that around they, they could have easily just canceled the whole fucking thing you know they could have just said fuck it we're done we're going home there's nothing to do here but they buckled down they performed i'm sure it wasn't the easiest thing to do to perform to no audience I, uh, I imagine you just treat it kind of like a band practice. So maybe it, it's not too awkward. I've gone back and forth with that in my head a lot over the last couple of days. Cause there's another one that I'm going to talk about in a second. His name's young blood. And he did a live stream after, uh, this, this morning after his stuff got canceled. Uh, and his was a little bit, I think different reception wise. Uh, it felt a little bit more loose and not as well put together, but code oranges was felt like a production and they had all these effects and there was uh was so you well know, done yeah it was it just felt like it was really well done and it felt like it was pl- almost planned that way uh to experience it with with all of the animation and stuff that they had going on that was inside the str- the stream as you were watching them perform it almost felt like you were watching a music video for an hour you know i, I was watching that live and i was just so amazed by it and that's an example of being responsible and then there are examples of people not being responsible. Did you see mm. that Kid Rock's restaurant in uh, Nashville, he's refusing to close it down and he says he's going to keep it open all there's, summer long? Yeah, there's multiple bars in the Nashville area. I was reading a couple articles today after they got the notice that says, you know, from the local government to shut down and they won't. Yeah, well, evidently they they've come out and they've released a statement now and basically caving to the public pressure and they Did say they? that okay. Yeah, they are they are going to shut it down, but you know, they're different they're different dynamics. There was this tour with um, a band called Enterprise Earth and uh, they had something called Coronavirus and uh, they were going to do a tour and um what the fuck. Yeah, so they said they were going to still tour as of yesterday. And uh, now they've come out today and the coronavirus has been canceled. I do suspect that when the government comes out and says that, you know, we're trying to limit 10 people or less in gatherings together, that the choice is sort of taken out of their hands. So, um, you know, but I do hope that the coronavirus takes place, maybe hopefully sometime in May. I, I do feel bad for them. And 
the name is at least creative. I think we can laugh about some of this stuff and enjoy the memes. It takes our minds off of things. Right. Coronavirus is a good, it's a clever name. I'll give them good, that. That's a good play on words. And I think escapism is important. And I think being, keeping things, I'm a big fan of not taking things too seriously, but also sure. taking situations as seriously as they need to be. You know, Look, like, if you're, if you're sitting up in the house and your, your ass is locked up in the house and you know you're you're doing whatever you like to do when you're in your house. Uh, you're, you're having fun. You're chilling, spending some time with uh, your friends, your family. And there's less than ten of you, and you're in your house basically self quarantining. <laughs> right. I don't care what memes you post, as long as you're not contributing to the health crisis that's right. going on right now. You're not going out and you're fucking bar hopping and, and yeah, it's like stay inside and crack some cold ones and play some fucking Call of Duty Warzone. Everyone you know? always complains that they don't have enough time on your hands. Well, look, yeah, here's all the time you could ever want. <laughs> hey, do you know how much yard work I'm gonna do? Do you have any idea like how bad, dude? I'm like the Hank Hill of lawns. I'm, dude, my Hell shit, yes. my game is gonna be strong this year. Hell like, yes, it's gonna be. Man. So my shit's going to be so clean. It's going to look like a golf course. You have no idea because just because you're quarantined, nobody's telling you, you know, you can practice that social distancing. You can get out in your yard. You can get that right. shit looking good. Right. You can plant that seed and, and you can just rock it. Like shout out to all my fucking lawn and garden enthusiasts out there. <laughs> I love it, man. I fucking love it. I caught up on so many movies over the weekend that I've just yeah. been meaning to watch and I haven't been able to. And, uh, so yeah, so take this time and, and, and make the most of it, you know, like just, just think, be smart people, use your fucking totally. head. Um, so as, outside of Code Orange, we had Youngblood perform, uh, a live stream this morning. Uh, Youngblood. Had... So can I take a bathroom break really quick? <laughs> Here, while you talk about, I'll be right back while you For talk sure. about this Sounds shit. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. So <laughs> he did a live stream and he brought, uh, Oliver Tree on, he brought MGK, he brought Bella Thorne on, maybe a couple other people. I didn't watch the whole thing. I kind of skimmed through it and he performed songs intermittently in between like this. He called it like a Jimmy Kimmel type, uh, like kind of redo in his version of it, which I thought, you know, I'm, it's cool to see him trying. His fans are definitely of a younger, um, I don't know, more innocent audience, and I'm sure that they gobbled up a lot of that. It felt very unput together, and I feel like if Code Orange could put together a very respectable production in less than 24 hours, Youngblood could as well. Um, but I'm sure it was fun for some of his fans. He peaked at, I believe, 40,000. Uh, people watching him during the live stream and so far it has 280,000 views altogether and it ended about eight hours ago but we're gonna see a lot more of that we're gonna see ways that bands try to generate some sort of revenue during this time they're gonna try new things i at least i hope I hope bands try some new things, figure out ways to to exist during this time, obviously in a smart way. Don't go on sure. tour. But I, I don't know exactly what the answers are. I haven't I haven't thought about it that much, what I would do if I was in a band right now and how I could kind of generate some sort of, even if it's not revenue, just presence, you know, stay in front of your fan base. That's really important just as, as a business prospect. So mm. I would definitely pay attention to, you know, the Heart Attack Man Twitter and um get good at social media you got all the time in the world right yeah. now bands no please kidding. for the love of god use twitch tw yes. or, or use tiktok figure it out you know like let, like let's yeah. dive in take it or or, TikTok or tutorial. even you know tiktok or not but you know there are monetizable forms of 
of uh, media out there for bands while you're at home. There's a few different ways that you can use your time proactively and uh, you know have some productivity out there. Number one, record an EP, record an album. Right, use this time right. to start a new album cycle if you need to. That that goes without saying. I hope people are thinking about that. Let's let's get in the fucking studio and let's record some good shit. You've got the time. No more of this. Oh, you know, well, I only had a month in between touring cycles. You know, let's let's see your your masterpiece, your uh, your Chinese democracy. You know, oh, God. Um, number one, <laughs> number two, get good at YouTube. YouTube's yes. a great platform for you. It's time to yes. get honest and open and get out there and get on the internet and you know have uh, show a window into your life. Uh, there's a lot of great bands, you know, Code Orange first and foremost that are showing how Twitch can be utilized, but um, there, there are so many different ways that I could name that bands could, uh, you know, use their, their platforms to entertain their audiences. You've got tools like Facebook live. You could be up there every couple of nights doing some live streams, answering some questions. You know, you, these bands are going to have to, uh, here's the thing. These bands are going to have to confront the reality that they are not as important as, Sometimes they like to believe that they are you need to get agree. down at the level of your fans during these difficult times and you need to have direct Conversations with them. You need to stream. You need to talk to them. You need to uh, Give them a reason to still give a shit about your band at this point uh, When there's really nothing going on people are going to be looking for content to digest and if you're just unwilling or for some reason quote-unquote too busy or you're trying or you don't feel like it fits your image or something Humble yourself and and step outside the box and try new things. At this point, you don't have anything to lose. There's so much technology out there. And again, I would I would suggest as the as a band, you, you need to really use your time wise, wisely and be deliberate about what you do and, and utilize that technology. There's just a lot of people who don't want to get on YouTube. They don't want to get on Twitch. They think it's cringy. They think they're above it. And uh, they'd much rather let their publicist dictate to them what they should be doing and saying. And and that's just a at this at today that's a losers game. Maybe Absolutely. a month ago, that was a winners game. Today, losers game. Absolutely. So uh, that's my take on the direct action of the band. Yeah. As far as the people who work for you, the people who work for your bands, I am hope I am hoping that. Some of these bands that can do it, I'm talking about the really big bands out there, I hope you're taking care of your crew because yeah. you can take care of your crew. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, That's a big one. But not every band can do that. Right. Right. You know, in fact, most most bands can't do that. Here's another thing that I hope this music community is is prepared for. There are like a you know we talk about financial hardship and that's that's an absolute reality right now. You're going to see some bands that um may surprise you that are going to be calling it a day just from a financial viability standpoint um it's it's tough man it it's very very difficult and when it when when some for some people when the income dries up you're not able it's it's really a choice of whether or not you're able to live comfortably or take care of your family some it's not just about oh i'm a you know i'm in it for the music that's great and all, but this is a job, man, and some people need to provide for their families. And there's going to be difficult choices that are made for musicians out here, and I just hope that the fans are prepared for that. 
for some artists who are going to have to make those tough calls. And I'll direct you to a, uh, you know, a legendary artist that most of you aren't really interested in. And I'm not so much interested in it either. And I believe this was, uh, this is from ultimate classic rock. And I was very much struck by, uh, what this gentleman had to say during a recent interview. David Crosby says he could lose his home due to coronavirus. Yeah. David Crosby is a music, uh, a, a, a music legend. And he is someone that many people would think would be very financially well off. He says he faces severe financial trouble if this leads to the cancellation of his summer tour dates. He said in a GQ interview, I'm sitting here waiting for them to cancel all my tours this summer and put me in deep financial trouble. You know they don't pay us for records anymore, right? So touring is all we got. That's really the only thing we can do to make money. And to lose it is just awful. I may, honest to God, may lose my home. I don't know what to do about it except just roll with the punches and keep going. Truthfully, if I lose the tours, I will probably lose my home. And that is not just something that someone as big as David Crosby is facing. Unfortunately, this is how serious this is, and it's not comfortable to talk about. And that's why I'm hopeful that there are people out there that are smarter than me that understand how the business works directly within a band Mm -hmm. that are able to come up with actionable ways that we can support these artists. You've got merch that you can purchase. You've got things like that. But there there needs to be better ways to monetize your band during this time. Here's another thing. Uh, Frankie Palmieri from Amur. He had an interesting uh, he had an interesting take on this earlier today. I want to kind of point out what he's he was saying here earlier today, uh, talking particularly about uh, what he tried to start maybe uh, a few months ago. He says, "Remember, I tried to start an exclusive email list with a one-time subscription fee that gave lifetime members access to discounted shows, free merch, VIP perks, and exclusive content, and got dragged for it." You think the struggle just started? It only got worse. And so with that, I think it's time that people need to be more considerate about the way they respond to artists who are trying to do things like that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have a problem with him doing that. If, if an artist wants to get their fans to financially back them and they're making that decision to directly contribute to the artists they care about to get access to them and you know backline communication. Absolutely. Get that bread. Absolutely. Know? And I think I think every situation is unique when it comes to bands who are trying to figure out new ways to generate income. And, uh, I mean, everyone always thinks immediately back to Polaroid Gate with Kellen Quinn, who was charging 80 bucks for a fucking Polaroid. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think I think there's two sides to every story here. I think if you can, if you can figure out how to make some sort of um, immersive experience for a fan and they're paying for it and, and it feels like it's, it's something palpable and worthwhile for whatever you're charging for. That's great. You know, I don't think you should be charging $80 for a fucking Polaroid. Not that you could even have a Polaroid with your favorite artist right now anyways. Um, yeah, but I, it, I think exactly what you said, we're going to see the artists that, that are smart enough to, to, thrive during this time and figure out how to survive are going to come out with a brand new mindset and figure out how to make themselves even bigger than they were before and on the other side i think you know i'm stuck in hip-hop all day because that's where i work uh for my main job and it's a completely different landscape the live space matters so much less than hip-hop 
streaming is where it's at. That's where they generate their big revenue from. And it's a completely polar opposite world than, than rock and metal. So I haven't put a lot of thought into where I would put myself if I could put myself into the shoes of, of a rock artist right now. But it's going to be very interesting to see if there are any bands that just can't weather what we're about to go through and what we've just started sure. going through. And that that's a really interesting aspect to, to think about. But, um, you know, we're, we're just going to have to stand by and see. And I, if you have a favorite band and they're they're out there and they're they're asking for your help do what you can you know like it, it even if it's literally just something that sounds as stupid as leaving their spotify on repeat while you sleep that is something in their pockets yep every other genre does it literally you know like that if if you're if you're part of a standum in in k-pop or or pop or or even down in the hip-hop i've seen you know these these little fan squabbles mobilized to where they're like make sure like don't forget to put the album on repeat when you go to bed tonight i've seen that before and that it sounds insane but people actually do it so i mean even just the littlest things you know if if they have some sort of uh gofundme pay me account I, I don't know what it is, but if you can find a way to support your favorite band during this time, I would highly recommend it because they definitely need it right now. But Brian, thank you so much for coming on. Short episode today. I just want to get this up. I think it was important to address this and for anyone who's listening to this to be aware of what your favorite band's current position is because it's going to be a tough little while for them. So sure. if you can find a way to support them, please do. I'll and be please back. stay calm. Please stay calm yes. and be good to everybody out there. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's really easy to let urgency and caution turn into fear and i think that is the opposite of what we need to be doing right now you know like there there are precautions being put into place you should follow them and please just use your head that's all it comes down to so next week i'll be back with another episode but until then please be safe and i will talk to you next week